Thank you. Would you pray with me? God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. A few months ago, our stewardship team set the theme for this year's stewardship emphasis, our theme of generosity. And I set the sermon topics and the progression we have followed, first looking at God's generosity, then at the church's communal practice of generosity, and now today, talking about our practice of generosity as individuals, each one of us. From the moment we set the theme, especially knowing that I would be talking about how our faith calls us to be generous as individuals, I've been asking myself, am I generous? There are related questions that go along with that central question. How do you define or measure generosity? How do you know if you are generous? Do I feel generous? Some part of me was hoping that by the time I got to today's sermon, I would have an answer. Some part of me was hoping that I would gain some clarity about whether I am a generous person. And of course, I want the answer to be yes. I imagine that having that clarity would feel pretty satisfying. In my sermon a couple of weeks ago, I acknowledged that there are ways I hold back when I give and ways that my giving is often conditional rather than unconditional. The point of saying that was that God gives very differently from how most of us humans give, that God gives without holding back, and God gives unconditionally. So perhaps this means that in some ways I am not generous. On the other hand, I, along with my wife Katie, practice tithing, which is giving away 10% of our income, I make an earnest effort to give or use my time and skills in ways that support other people and the things I believe in. So are those ways that I am generous? The truth is, I'm just not sure. I'm sort of okay with not having a clear answer, because much of the point of the church's practice of taking time each year to focus on stewardship is to equip each one of us to examine our practice of stewardship. I'm convinced that the journey is as important as the destination. After all, the journey is where we are. Being wholeheartedly on the journey of faith is about saying yes to this exploration of the reality of here and now, not looking out to some undetermined future. Your church tries to equip you for a life of faith in many ways, and John talked about this much better than I will. Worship nurtures us to sustain our daily lives. Classes and small groups help us learn about faith and practice spiritual disciplines and build community. Service and advocacy opportunities give us ways to put our faith into action for the sake of a world in need. And an annual stewardship season gives us tools for considering how to use the gifts God has given us on God's behalf. Stewardship is not only about money, 
But money is one of the areas where we are called to be good stewards. Generosity is not only about money. But money is one of the resources we are called to be generous with. Someone mentioned in the adult forum last week that survey research shows that in the U.S., researchers can ask people all kinds of questions about their sex lives, and people will answer. But when they ask questions about money, people say, that is too personal. <laughs> but faith calls us to practice our faith in every area of our lives, including the most personal. The Bread of Life Center is a nonprofit organization that offers a variety of resources and tools to support the spiritual lives of individuals and organizations. They have some resources for talking about money, and here's some of what they say. Money is a potent part of daily life in America but one we rarely talk about honestly. We work with it, use it, play with it, fear it, and find ourselves controlled by it more than most want to admit. At Bread of Life, we consider money a spiritual current. At best, it flows in ways that bring life. At worst, it enslaves in worry or constant striving. Those we know who have come to peace and freedom with money spend time exploring their relationship with it. This is part of where the church can help. Just as we ask you to consider the role of prayer or service in your life, just as we provide ways to study the Bible or serve the homeless, we ask you to consider the role of money in your life. And we offer some tools for reflection, the tools we have provided for this three-week stewardship season this fall. I believe the spiritual need to give, and here I mean financial giving, I believe the spiritual need to give is as real as the spiritual need to pray or to serve. Bread of Life then offers some reflection questions, and here's the one that to me gets to the heart of the whole thing. What is my sense of how well my investments of time, energy, and money align with my deepest and most cherished values? I'm going to say that again. What is my sense of how well my investments of time, energy, and money align with my deepest and most cherished values. You see, I have still not made up my mind about whether I believe I am generous. But I do know that I long for my investments of time and energy and money to be aligned with my deepest and most cherished values. And generosity is something I value, something I aspire to. Bread of Life follows that question with a second one. If a shift is needed or desired, what might a doable next step be? We know that giving is never one size fits all. Our scripture passage this morning reminds us of that. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Different gifts call forth different giving. So I love that idea of the doable next step. 
Don't we all grow that way? Not through one monumental effort to overhaul everything in our life that we think needs to be changed, but by identifying one doable next step. It's an excellent approach to aligning our use of time and energy and money with our deepest values. Let me come back to another line from the Bread of Life resource. Those we know who have come to peace and freedom in their relationship with money spend time exploring their relationship to it. My real hope is that this season of stewardship, this season of generosity, might provide some small gift toward that eventual peace and freedom about money by providing the invitation to explore your relationship to giving. Generosity is not easily measurable because it really isn't about percentages of money or hours of time, although looking at those things may be helpful in self-examination. Generosity has a quality of open-heartedness to it, and that's captured, I think, in a verse from 2 Corinthians. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Today, one of our acts of generosity for the folks here who have decided to make a commitment to this church is our financial pledges to the church, which we will consecrate and bless together at the very end of our service. I hope this might be one of those doable next steps in shaping ourselves to be generous people. I hope, in the words of scripture, you will give up, give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion. I don't want you to give out of guilt or a sense of compulsion, because I want our practice of giving to be as joyful as our practice of worship, or of prayer, or of study, or of service. Scripture says God loves cheerful giving. I hope that at some point in my life, I can take a clear-eyed look at myself and say with some sense of conviction, yes, to the best of my understanding and discernment, I believe I am a generous person. And I hope that you and I will say yes each year and all through the year to the church's invitation to explore your relationship with money, and the spiritual practice of giving. Because I believe, as the Bread of Life Center teaches, that this is a path to peace and freedom. Amen.